Welcome back to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Tim. And Kendon. What we're going to talk about this week is Weekend at Bernie's. I'm having a hard time admitting it because it was such a ridiculous pick. Oh, it's ridiculous. For sure. 100%. And it's such a summer movie. It just seems really silly to be talking about it in December. (laughs) Right. But it is what it is. We're going to we're going to talk about it a little bit. I'll put the timestamp in the show notes and let's You know what we should have done? Mm-hmm. Import some sand and get a heat lamp and pretend like we were on the beach. And a dead guy. Yeah, we could probably uh, forego that part. <laughs> it's just the weekend. It's not the weekend at Bernie's, it's just the weekend. I did used to do that. I had a um shower curtain that would had like palm leaves. And I would fill the bathtub with really hot water and then have the shower just go down and like kind of swim at the bottom, like as if it's a bath, but not really swim in the water part and then have the, like a waterfall. You know how in every movie where like there's a mermaid on land, they, Mm -hmm. they stick them in a bathtub. Yeah. That sounds like Shalia to me. Hey, Tim, are you aware of this? Uh, there's an indoor, I don't know if you call it a beach or what, down in, in um, Georgetown. Oh, like volleyball. Walked, yeah, beach volleyball. No, never. I was walking around that area. It's near Flying Squirrel Pizza, assuming that still exists. I mean, I was just walking along and the doors happened to be open. And I was like, what is all this sand? I like, I look in and it's like a massive gym full of sand um, and some, some volleyball nets. That's insane. I didn't know. I didn't know that existed. So all they have to do is pair up with the uh, the wave pool down at um, Wild Wild Wave. Yeah, that'd be great. Like Great Wolf Lodge. Didn't. Do they have a whale pool? Pool? A whale pool? A wave pool down there? Yeah, I think so. I've never been, so I would know. I mean, yeah. I don't really need all the chlorine. That's the one part is it's just very, like, my face feels dry after a while. But it's fun. I really like Great Wolf Lodge. Tim, did you, it. did you ever live in Texas? No. I don't know why I thought that. I lived in Texas for a summer. And when you talk about chlorine, Shalia, it was so hot at the apartment complex. This is Dallas in the middle of the summer. We would get into the pool and stay there for hours. And I always opened my eyes underwater. And so my eyes would be red. And like when I would finally be done in the pool, I couldn't, it's not even, you can't look at at the sun directly. I couldn't look into the sky period because it was so, my eyes were so red from all that chlorine. Mm -mm. I don't think that's healthy. No. No, I can't say that it is either. Well, what else is healthy? Thanksgiving meal. Did you guys cook? Nope. I cooked something, but it was the opposite of, of healthy. <laughs> exactly. Ken didn't cook something that with like two sticks of butter. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my favorite thing um, growing up was the, my mom made this really good dressing, right? I never was as into stuffing because it was too moist. I prefer the to put gravy on my, my dressing. So I have in the past wondered why I can't just make this any old time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, why don't I just make this, you know, on a weekend or whatever. So I made it for Thanksgiving and I was like, oh, it's because this requires two full sticks of butter. Yeah. A bunch of chicken stuff, like, and a bunch of breadcrumbs and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is not good for me to eat on a regular basis. How'd it turn out? Oh, it was awesome. It was so good. 
but I had my mom on the phone for most of that. And then I, I, I had gotten a fried turkey from my friend uh, Booker. and You got it from Book's house. From Book's house. And I cut it all up and uh, used the carcass to make a, a stock, which I need to freeze now. He's got projects. What about you, Tim? You said you didn't cook? Did not cook. Did you have Thanksgiving meal delivered? I, so I did have to say Thanksgiving meals. Uh, my friends brought me some food. Leah did and EJ. So that was good. Nice. Very nice. All right. Well, what's the news? Is there anything happening since we last connected? Um, Really quickly, uh, Euphoria is coming back for two episodes, I think. So the first episode is called uh, Part One Rue. It airs on December 6th on HBO. All we know. We know it's not season two. They've, they've explicitly said that. This is not season two, but I think we're getting two really short episodes and then season two at some point. Do you remember that show? It wasn't called Gladiator. Spartacus. Yeah. And... They did like an in-between season thing. Was that, did they call it season two? I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't watch that religiously. religiously. Didn't the guy pass away? The Spartacus he, guy? Yeah. So the main character, I think he uh, had cancer, that, cancer, that actor. And so they did like an in-between season sort of thing so that he could, you know, hopefully get better or something. I think he came back, but I don't remember whether that they called that thing that yeah. they did. It was kind of a prequel, whether they called it season two or not. Yeah. But I think there's been a couple of examples where, where they do that, just bring a couple of episodes to tide you over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not I, a bad thing. I love Euphoria season one. So I'm looking forward to uh, what they do. It has an amazing soundtrack, too. It does. It's really good. Really good show. Yeah, I th- I'm excited for the Euphoria, not season two. Yeah. What else do you got? Other news? That's it. Kendon, what news do you have? My news ties into what I've been doing, so. Well, I had news, but I'm having a hard time remembering what it was. So I'll just save it for next time. <laughs> it can be news be at that new. point. Where it'll be a little less new. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Well, so my, my also slightly less new news is that um, Lego now has a Batman 1989 Batwing um, model or set out that's the so, car no no that's the batmobile right batmobile. the bat wing is the, the plane and i've had the batmobile for a bit and hadn't put it together so now i'm putting it together so i can justify getting the other one i was just looking at the big old box today thinking kendon's not getting any more big legos for a while because <laughs> i bought two sets over the whole summer I can they just release a, a harry potter thing yeah, I can't keep up with all the the themes anymore. I got to be yeah, more. Yeah, it's like a it's like a bunch of different buildings from Harry Potter they release. That's the, fun. The Harry Potter. What's interesting is they introduced what they haven't had before: short legs that are articulated. So by that I mean, for the longest time, for characters like dwarves or something that had shorter legs, they would be short, but they would um, they wouldn't move at all. So now they have short legs that that move just the way the regular long legs move. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I started to put together the Batmobile. I'm on bag one or two out of like 18. It's a really big set. Um, 
And so, yeah, we're putting that together. Um, and I was putting that together while we watched the middle part of this season of The Mandalorian. Um, I like it. Uh, one of the episodes features Ashoka Tano, mm-hmm. which is a character I'm particularly fond of. Um, huh? Did she look just like her? It was such good casting. <laughs> it was like it was really, yeah. And what's interesting is that so she, seeing her at this age, so it inspired me to go ahead and watch the Clone Wars movie, which is bad. Okay. By the way, the animated like CG Clone Wars movie is a bad movie. Now the series, so the, the that movie has like an eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but the series that it kicked off has like a ninety three. And I've watched a couple Dude, of episodes of that. Yeah. yeah. Now, and this is the CG animated, just so friends know, not the 2D animated, which was made by uh, Jindy Taratakoski. Ter- I can never say his last name correctly, which is amazing. Um, the art style is similar, but done in, in 3D looking CG for the rest of that series. So, um, but I liked that character. She's fun. I didn't realize how many Je- Jedi women are running around with their midriffs showing. So it was a nice like contrast to like she actually dresses like a Jedi that you would expect in the Mandalorian. It, look, it looks functional. Yes, it looks functional. It looks functional. <laughs> um, good. So I'm excited to go further into that series. The Mandalorian is really great. I'll give more impressions once I finish the entire season. Um, but I wait every couple of weeks so that there's multiple episodes so I can binge that. Your phone's recording you. This like the movie The Drone. Your phone's just taking over. It's gonna start recording you. Yeah, I just looked over and it's, and it's like. Oh wow. Um. And so the other main thing, and I want to get Tim's kind of opinion on this too, is sure. I binged Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting of Hill House. That's what that one's called. Yeah. Um. And wow, it was not what I expected. <laughs> Wait, what did you expect? I expected more of a, a straightforward haunted house scenario. And, and why I say that is this story takes place over like multiple time periods, mostly yes. um, two time periods. One being the summer where this family, um, it's, a, it's a husband and wife who flip houses for a living and their five children, which might actually be the most terrifying part of the whole show. Like, how are you balancing five children? Um, <laughs> So they're in this house, which is haunted, turns out. Um, and then some tragic things happen. And then the other phase of the show, and these are interspersed with, with the, within each other. So I guess nonlinear storytelling mm-hmm. takes place, what, 20 years later? You sh- do you remember? No, I don't remember. So the children have grown oh, up, but, they've, but you've seen, you see how the trauma of living in this house has followed them through throughout their lives, right? So your average, right. your average ha- haunted house movie, like, oh, you you have to deal with the haunted house and you have to get out or or it consumes you. Like that, those are the typical endings. These people, you know, they flee the house and then the haunting of the house haunts them <laughs> in a different sense yeah. of the word for like the rest, not the rest of their lives, but up until that point in the, like they're full on adults. Right. Um, I also want to talk about the acting is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main daughters, uh, the youngest daughter, who's a twin, right? 
is played by an actress who's in um is it her or you you you, you <laughs> who i couldn't stand in that show and who is a powerhouse in this show like she's amazing in this show all of the oh. actors are and in particular i really thought that the father who is is really good uh, i don't know which actor to give the credit to because the two of them seem like the per the person who the younger would grow into if that makes sense like their right. mannerisms their look all of it it's like yeah that's that's what that guy would look like 20 years later it was really really impressive and that and then on top of that all of the the, the effects the the um the atmosphere i actually tried to look away from the screen a few times because it didn't rely too much on um jump scares and one major tragic event was one haunting was done in such a way, such an inventive way that I had never thought of a haunting happening. Mm -hmm. And Tim, that's when the person goes through multiple levels, that scene, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, like I understood, I already knew what was happening by the time we got to it. But by the point that they were just laying it out visually, I was blown away. Like yeah. this was such a good show. Um, and then I immediately, because I, you know, wanted another hit, I started um, the Haunting of Bly Manor, yeah, which is the follow-up. It's way different and is not holding my attention. Yeah, it's way different. But it ha it has several of the same same actors. Say that again. It's more of a love story. Uh, and then the one other thing I'll say for anybody who ends up watching the Haunting of Hill House is that there are hidden ghosts all throughout the house like all throughout all of the scenes, like you can cheat like I did, which is to just to, to find an article, which will tell you, but they're so clever. They're just standing there in the frame, but you don't, you don't see them unless you, you kind of catch them out the corner of your eye, but they're not doing any tricks. They're not cheating. There's just ghosts hanging out there. Yeah. There's a great YouTube clip that has all of them. It's pretty great. Yeah. The other thing is that the, the, how do I say? The ecology of the 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 ecology or whatever of the ghosts, they're not all bad. They're not all good. There's just like the ghosts there have different aspects to them. Yeah. You know, it's not like every single ghost is trying to to has a murderous rage or anything. Anyways, um, hopefully I didn't. I, I think I danced around without spoiling anything. So, watch that show. Watch that show. <laughs> the other thing I will add is. Kendon read an article recently about physical touch and how receiving physical touch from like your, you know, somebody that you're close to can mm -hmm. be really good for you. And while he was watching this show, there was multiple times where I could hear him in the other room being like, you need to hug them. <laughs> Give that person a hug, just hug them. And I was like, yeah, it sounds right to me. When he had me show, like you showed me a yeah, See, when the, when the like, children reach their adult lives, like their their relationships are all strained, you know, it's a family drama at one point. Yeah. And I'm watching, and I'm just like, just give her a hug. You, you guys, it's you guys are stronger together. Like just this this little spat that you're having here is so pointless. And by the way, you all lived in a haunted house, so give everybody cut everybody a little slack. Give them a little a little grace. Yeah. And a hug. And a hug. And to give a hug. Uh, okay, Tim, what are you up to? I recently finished The Undoing on HBO. Yes. Which I enjoyed. Um, 
the final episode was this past Sunday. They reveal who did the murdering. It's a pretty cool reveal. I mean, not, not to give anything away. It was pretty cool. But I enjoyed it. I thought the acting was great. I thought Nicole Kidman was fantastic. Hugh Grant was great. Uh, the kid was great. The lawyer was great. Everyone gave really good performances. Yeah, so it was, it's, enjoy- it's six episodes. You can get in and out real quick. You're not stuck on it. Nice. And then I rewatched, well, I was catching up on American Horror Story. And I watched the cult season. It was interesting. Because most of them are like spooky, uh, you know, ghosts. And, and this was none of that. It was just about this cult that starts after the 2016 election. And it's kind of nuts. Uh, um, given that I really liked The Haunting of Hill House, are there any of those uh, series... Because they're all they're all different. It's like an anthology show, yeah. right? Yeah. The Did first you, season. The first season you think I would like? Yeah, you like the first season. Okay. You like the first season a lot. Then I watched a scary movie. Oh, scary movie. Um, <laughs> Wait, you went from American horror story to watching a scary movie? Watching a scary movie. Uh it's I forgot the name of it, but it's about these soldiers that show up in France and um they're they're trying to there's this German house that was owned and they're just the military sent them there to sort of like keep tabs on the house like that's their job but when they get there the other soldiers are so happy to leave they're like out of there they're like okay but as they're in the house they realize something is going on in the home that they're stuck with they don't want to get court-martialed so they stick it out but they were haunted or I'm not gonna tell you what happened <laughs> um I didn't love the reveal at the end of it. I thought it was kind of cheap. Um, and it ends kind of abruptly, but you know, the stuff when they're in the house is great. Some cool jump scares, you know. So you like jump scares? It depends on how they're done. Hmm. Then I watched Dead Snow 2. You guys ever seen Dead Snow? Dead Snow is about zombie Nazi soldiers people find in Germany. I'm not kidding. It's called Dead Snow. It's great. But part two is that the guy loses his arm in the first movie and they attach like a zombie arm to his and they don't know it. So it's got a mind of its own. Um, meanwhile, the the evil Nazi zombie soldiers are making their way through this town. So this guy and these Americans show up and they try to stop the zombies from taking over pretty ridiculous but like it's a, it's one of those movies that's so ridiculous but it's incredibly enjoyable and like you can just watch it and enjoy it in that trip is there more nazi related entertainment than ever before yes like every other show has a nazi connection shows um video games but think about like you know what they what they lean on this this movie, uh, the, other, the 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 other movie I watched is like the idea that Nazis, the Germans, are experimenting with all kind of stuff. So that's your base. They experimented with all kind of crazy stuff. So then you can just go into aliens and zombies, and you can do all kind of the occult, yeah. um, high yeah. technology. Yeah, yeah. You can do all of that if that's your base. So I think that's why it's easy to do. And, and the Germans are easy villains. The Nazis. 
Yes, the Nazis. You know, I've been thinking about that lately. They really did a good job with their rebranding because when I hear the Germans, I don't, unless I'm making the joke of like, yeah, before the Germans get here, I don't yeah. necessarily be like, ooh, like they've done, I feel like a good job met, like right. distinguishing themselves from the Nazis. Yeah. Taking are the Berlin about, Wall down was probably a good call. Are you talking about the joke from Snatch? Yes. He has a gun. He says, it's for protection. He's like, protection from who? The Nazis? The Germans. <laughs> oh, the Germans? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also watched uh, Mike Tyson fight. Yeah. How was that? Not good. Like, Roy Jones got a breath real early. Who won? It was a draw, but Tyson won. So that's interesting, Tim, because what I was going to say, I watched. <laughs> I watched too. <laughs> Was our very own Seattle's athlete Nate Robinson not yeah, I mean, do so well? He got caught twice, 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 and multiple times. But he got caught at the end. He got caught. I was telling Leah, um, good friend Leah, I took boxing classes for like a year, and a couple things stuck out to me when I was taking the boxing classes. I don't like getting hit. That part isn't fun. The second part is I understand why people learn to box at a really young age. Because you can't be in the ring thinking about spacing and, and where your feet are at and all the stuff that's necessary, all the little stuff. It has to be like second nature. You can't be thinking about it while you're in the ring while also trying to think about how you're going to box. That's how you get knocked out. And I was like, oh, even, even after a year, I was, still, I was just now getting the heavy bag right. I was just getting the footwork right. It takes like that was a year of going consistently, right? Imagine Nate three months of it, even if he was doing two a days. It's just a lot of it has to be in you know sort of imprinted on you. And you look at Jake. I know Jake Paul has been boxing for a while. I knew that just from you know him being a jerk and my nephew liking him. He had been boxing for a minute and he had been trying to take it seriously. So I knew he was going to be prepared. Is and that is I shocked he got knocked out at all? Is, is that Logan Paul's brother? Yes, his brother. Oh, those guys are the problem child. Yeah, those people are not good people. This is this is just one of those things that I feel like never should have happened. Like I get it, but also I don't get it. Like I mean, there's, there's always been a space for celebrity boxing and celebrity whatever. Like it's just well, like you said, you got to learn. How, like, you learned that you don't like being hit. No. But more importantly, you have to train. Like I guess he's like I'm an athlete, so I can do it. But you have to train to get punched in the face. Like now, that's the thing, right? I don't I don't want to trigger Shalia, but this goes back to our karate kid conversation. This is Yeah, yep. The fact that he was never in combat is important. <laughs> so I have never a, in combat. It's type, I have I a mean, type if of you experience. don't have Mr. Miyagi to help you. Mystical Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, that's the distinction there. I have a type of experience with this because I was a wrestler in high school right. and I definitely could tell, like you can tell people like me who are thinking about what the coach taught them while they're wrestling yeah. and the people who feel wrestling, right? Yeah. Who it's, it's, it's a, the way they move. It's, they it just is. know. Yeah. If you've been wrestling since you were in elementary school or something, exactly. Spacing, all weight, moving and all of that. Um, Timing. Reading the other person's body a little bit too. Yeah, it, it well, it's not me. even reading. It's it's well, I guess it's reading, but it's feeling yeah. the pressure that they're putting in one place. Yeah, 
But yeah. even somebody like Brock Lesnar, who was a wrestler in college and great at it, gets, a, gets you know, is great in WWE, which is theater, gets the MMA and gets worked. Yeah. Because you're, it's a real fight. And this is different than your wrestling you're doing in college. As big as he is, as strong as Lesnar is, as terrified of Lesnar as I would be running to him in an alley, he got work in one of those fights because that's it's just a different muscle. Um, and Nate will be fine. He'll be fine. Like all this, like, oh, Nate, he was brave. Like it's, it's jokes. You're going to get these memes. You're going to get these jokes. It's what happens. It's where we're they were quick, though. Like yes. it was less than an hour later, and there were there was some. It happened to Pacquiao when Pacquiao got knocked out. It, it happened to uh, uh, Adrian Broner when Broner got knocked out. Nate won't be the last person to get knocked out, and people clip it and meme it. It's going. It just. It's fine. It's fine. It'll, people forget about it, and it'll come up randomly. He's okay. Do you guys remember the episode of The Simpsons where Homer was a boxer for a while, Shalia? Yes. <laughs> so his brain it, he was so non-susceptible to brain damage or something like that <laughs> that he could just take punches and punches and punches and then yeah. his opponent would be tired so he would like tap them and they'd fall over then he goes up against tyson right yeah was it, was it tyson i think it was tyson it was one of the tyson holyfield or somebody like that yeah it was either marge or his coach i think his coach was mo who was like he's not gonna get tired he's just <laughs> gonna keep pummeling your face he must have he must have quit or something because they were actually worried that he was going to get brain damage like more brain damage he was like he was at a place where the amount of brain damage he already had meant that he could be a boxer without it being dangerous to him but yeah it's serious i mean the 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 knockout looked vicious it's just a quick he hit him with a nice little combo and caught him with that overhand right and there's nothing you can do. I was back in back in the day. I was at this barbershop, old head. His fan, his the story he loved telling at the barbershop was how he got knocked out by Muhammad Ali. Back when he was Cassius Clay, and they were boxing at some thing, and he was just you know, oh, and he was a young boy. He was in there. He so he's telling the story. I had to been like sixteen hearing the story. So he's telling the story about going up against a young guy named Cassius who wanted to you know get his reps in. So they're 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 boxing, and next thing you know, people are helping them up helping them up off the mat. And he was like, "What happened?" And they were like, "You got knocked out." He was like, "I don't remember getting knocked out. I didn't see a punch." You know what I, that's? I was standing up, and next thing you know, somebody was helping me up off the mat. You know what that sounds like is when um, when you go under for like surgery or something. I was just talking about that. Yeah, you were exactly, and and they tell you to come back from ten, and you get to nine, and then you wake up in the uh, recovery room. Yeah. That was like mine recently where I don't even, I definitely don't remember starting to count. I don't remember even laying down. Like, I woke I was up, I was up and then I was waking up. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of my biopsy trying to get off the table. <laughs> Wait, were you conscious or was it like sleepwalking? I, I remember waking up and they were like, Mr. Hall, get back on the table. I was like, well, <laughs> This sounds they, like a science fiction movie. Oh, yeah, they drugged me and then they were I didn't feel anything. Yeah, but if that could happen to you, it could happen to me. I just remember waking up. I didn't, I didn't like wake up in pain or like see anything. I just was trying to get up. Because what you do, you wake up, you try to get up. Wait, were you able to get up? No. Yeah, oh, I, I was starting to, but I couldn't. I was still drugged like a zombie. Like, get back on the table. 
that just reminds me of something that's in haunting of hill house have you ever had uh sleep paralysis no that terrifies me it is terrifying i sleep on my side now and i don't ever have it but if i sleep on my back i've had it a few times and it is terrifying we call that pressing yes that's i mean yes it's also considered that like in kind of the people who believe in ghosts and that sort of thing but yeah if you wake up and you you are fully conscious you want to get up from the bed but you cannot it is a panicky feeling yeah no i'm good i remember waking up on my most recent one to like not really wanting to be awake like i feel like i was sleeping and being woken up a little bit and having them uh stand there and me not knowing what was happening Kendon just sitting there. That was fun. It was such a good sleep. I want to go under anesthesia again. Oh, uh, no, no. No, I'm good. It was good. so nice. I'm good. Well, so other things that I've been doing <laughs> is The Good Place. So this is a show that I've been wanting to start for a while. And on Thanksgiving, we finally started it. So we're in season two. And I'm excited to work our way through it. It's nice to have kind of a, I don't know, a bright and energetic. It's fun. Yeah. Like it's just colorful, colorful, ridiculous, lots of holes, but also funny. I think I laughed a lot. I think Kendon, you've laughed a few times, I think, uh, out loud. So So that's nice. Can I, can I, can I be honest with you guys? Please be honest with us, Tim. So this is something I started uh, right when we started quarantine. I I didn't want to get into it, much like yourself, started watching it. Did not like the last season. Mm. Didn't like, I don't know what it was. It just didn't, and told me like the last season. eh. Do you recall how many seasons? Five. Okay. I think we actually just started the third season. I just realized. I think it was five. Okay, the last season isn't bad. It's just the other ones were so fun. And in the last season, it was like, let's hurry up and wrap this up. And it felt very rushed and not well thought out, in my personal opinion. That's a really bad feeling. Yeah. But it still had enjoyable episodes in it. I just was like, at the end, I was like, this is how it ends? Okay, I guess. Well, thank you for being honest with us because now we'll know. And so I won't be disappointed because I'll just be like, all right, this, this is the dessert. Like, we're just... Yeah. Sorbet. Isn't <laughs> the dessert used... better than the main course? It's the sorbet. It's the transition. Like, okay, we're done with the meal, then we're just gonna hang out here pleasantly. Yeah. And what's his name? The place Chidi. What's the guy's name? Um, I don't know his name. He was in Midsummer. Oh, is that what I know him from? It yeah, is. He, was a, he was in Midsummer. People keep saying he should play Mister Fantastic in the new Fantastic Four. Huh? I was like. I see it. He can do that. Nerdy, brought some brawn to him, assertive, passive. He can do all of it. Do they ever take his shirt off? Does he ever? Do we ever see him with the shirt off? Yes, you do. Okay, good. Because, um, you can't. Can just try to look at you like, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you were a visual. Oh. That was great. That was great. Uh, no, well, because Kristen Bell talks about like how he's, um, he's surprisingly, cut. yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> but like they don't show it, so I just assume they do. So you're just thinking about it in your mind the whole time you watch. The whole time you watch TV, you're like, ah, shirtless Chidi. Well, now I am. Now I'm going to be like, is this the scene where he takes his shirt off? Is this the scene? 
So um, objectifying. I do want to say, like the the actress who plays uh, Janet is incredible. Or She's Jeanette. Hilarious. Or Jeanette. Or She's funny. Evil Janet. Like all yeah. of those. She gets to play different people the whole time and sort of just pop up and be witty and like, and she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I'm not surprised to hear that like by the fifth season, it's kind of lost. I don't know freshness maybe because like they are coming up with new things every episode throwing things at you and so after a while yeah i can imagine but yeah and sp speaking of you know new things what do you guys think about going back to old things and uh returning Ooh. to the 80s i mean ready? i guess that is the premise of our show <laughs> let's, let's do it, it is we've been at it for a little bit here let's get let's get back to the 80s all right okay let's do it what what hit buddy cop film paired self-destructive Los Angeles detective with reliable family man? Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. What year? 84? 82. 87. <laughs> wow, was that late? Yeah. Ooh, this is one we haven't done yet. I'm excited. On Mork and Mindy... Yeah. When Mork defied the laws of his alien home planet, Orc, and married Earthling Mindy, mm -hmm. what animal did he get turned into? I honestly didn't know they got married. I didn't know they turned into an animal. Was it a lobster? No. <laughs> Tim, would you like to guess? A horse. A dog. That's fairly mundane. Yeah. yeah. According to the 1989 Warrant hit of the same name, what place isn't too far away? Heaven? Yeah, it's heaven, right? Yeah. Are you talking about like, heaven is a place on earth? Ooh, heaven. No, that's where. Ooh, heaven. No. No, because heaven is a place on earth in that song. Yeah. Which is not too far away. It's heaven. It's heaven, right? Yes. Sorry. Yes. The answer is heaven. I just thought maybe I knew this song, but Wait, apparently the, the I answer was heaven. Yeah. The answer is heaven. What place? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Speaking of the good place. The good yeah. place. Yeah. The okay. good place. Or the bad place. Or the bad place. Ooh. <laughs> what presidential candidate chose Democrat Geraldo Ferrero as his VP in 1984, making her the first female VP? No, I'm reading this wrong. Hold on. Dukakis. What presidential Dukakis. candidate chose Democrat Geraldine Ferrero as his VP in 1984, making her the first female VP candidate on a major party ticket? That'd be Dukakis, right? Yeah, Dukakis. Or Walter Mondale. What? That's well, the we have so much confidence. Yeah, because I was thinking who else would be on that ticket in 84? This is crazy. So 84, and this is very relevant because we now have our first woman VP. Who did the, when did the caucus run? 84. Wait, no, Mondale ran in 84. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm looking Okay. I watched a whole documentary about Michael Dukakis. There's basically, there's two, like. He got caught up in a scandal and that's what kind of killed him. Scandals will do it. What kind of scandal? Money, drugs? Uh, cheating on his wife. Sex. Yeah. Okay. Final question. Go ahead. 
What animal would often laugh at you if you had a bad round in the video game? A dog. Dog. Duck hunt. Dog laughs at you. Wait, is, is there two answers on here that's a dog? Yeah. Literally <laughs> a dog, a dog. To make matters worse, it was your dog. <laughs> Did you say that on there? Yeah. It was your dog. You go. <laughs> that's not. But the dog is ran in '88. Uh, Bush Dukakis, right? Bush won. Yeah, 82, 88. You guys probably are not going to know this one because you're not really Stranger Things like hardcore, are you? I, I know think. enough. You know enough. All right. How many puffs of Farrah Fawcett hairspray did Steve recommend that Dustin use? Three. I was going to say three. Four. The hair must be damp, not wet. All right, that card is done. You guys ready to spend a weekend at Bernie's? No. We are. You're not ready? Wow. Wow. I'm ready to talk about it. Wow. All right. Okay. How would you two like to come to my house at the beach? Love to. What kind of a host invites you to his house for the weekend and dies on you? Weekend at Bernie's. Tim, you brought this movie up. Can you tell us why? It's a movie I watched, to be fair, I didn't remember much about this movie. But it's something I remember watching a lot as a kid on cable. I thought it was the funniest movie. Just walking around with this dead guy. And I thought Richard and Larry were like bosom buddies and hanging out and, you know. But it's not that great. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think this is, this is an example of one of those that sticks in your mind. Yeah. And doesn't age well, but sticks no. in your mind because the concept is so ridiculous. Yeah. And then there, there was a sequel as well. Yeah, there was. Which and they set it up. involves voodoo? I don't remember anything about the sequel. No, I looked it up. Oh, yeah, the dancing. He dances. Because, I mean, he's dead. Spoiler, right? So he's real dead. For a sequel, they have to find a way... To make him less dead? Gotta spice it up. <laughs> but I think I liked it better because one of the things that bothered me, spoiler alert, in this movie the most was they touched him so much. And so yeah. in the in the second yeah. one, nobody has to like hold him up and make him walk. It just does it when he hears music, which is good. Um, all right, Tim, can you tell us who made this movie and when? Uh, it was from 1989. And it was directed by Ted Koch Kochif. Who directed First Blood? That's where we know him from. Wow. Yeah. Very different movies. Yeah. Way different movies. Uh, it stars Andrew McCarthy, who we all recognize as Larry. Jonathan Silverman as Richard. Catherine Mary Stewart as Gwen. Terry Kaiser plays Bernie Lomax. And Don Calfa plays Polly, uh, the hitman. Yeah, it's essentially just them in the movie. There's really nobody else. And that little annoying kid who shows up. Oh my gosh, so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is That's about these two guys. I mean, it's funny. The description says they're losers. They're not really losers. They're just trying to work their way up through this company. Uh, they find some irregularities in some of their paperwork they're doing. And someone is stealing money, out some insurance money. So they go to their boss. Bernie's like, great job. I'm glad you guys found this. Um, we got to fix this. Why don't you come out to my beach house on the weekend? We can work it out. 
But Bernie's whole plan is to literally murder them. It, it cuts to him being like, we got to kill these guys. So they show up to meet Bernie, but Bernie gets killed by the hitman before they get there. They find his dead body. Now I was trying to remember why they kept, why they didn't call the police. So it's this whole back and forth for them wanting to call the police. They see Gwen, wants to hang out with Gwen. Uh, his friend wants to party the whole weekend and we can just tell people later. Then they realize that Bernie was going to have them killed. And they say, hey, if we keep pretending Bernie's alive, they're not going to kill us. So the whole plan is to pretend to be alive so that to pretend Bernie's alive so to save, sort of save themselves. Meanwhile, the hitman keeps seeing Bernie walking around and thinks that, you know, he didn't kill him. But he kills him literally multiple times. That's the movie. It's them hanging out at a fancy beach house all weekend, pretending that Bernie's not dead. Yeah. That is, that is, <laughs> that's the plot. Now, I I, dis I also disagree that they're losers. Um, <laughs> I think the synopsis I saw was like mediocre or amateur professionals or something like that. Like they're working their way up. I thought it was interesting. The whole, like one of them is going to work really hard and the harder he works that it's going to get him promoted and up. And then the other one is like, no, what's going to get us up is like sucking up and shortcuts and yeah, it was an interesting He shows up, he looks sloppy. He's barely above the dress code. Uh, he's trying to, even, even when they find out Bernie's dead, his whole plan is like, well, let's just kick it. <laughs> That's his, his whole thing is let's just kick it. Yeah. Over the top, man. Yeah. Um, so it starts with just like a, it, the movie starts with a very clear tone, right? This mm -hmm. is the summer movie. This is the happy eighties, carefree money, women, like that is what this this movie is a, like trying to channel to you and that those are all good things that we all want and that these guys want and i think it's effective in that way because as it progresses you're like yeah i can see how we got here <laughs> yeah i mean the music is doing a lot of that work for you <laughs> yes yes it is um so where would you guys like to begin Tim, you said that you enjoyed this movie when you were a kid. And you oh, I did. On. Hmm? And, and you understood that, that was a dead body they were walking around with. Yeah, but I didn't understand the logistics of like what it would mean to actually carry a dead body around and everything that everything terrible that comes with it. Like the scene when his girlfriend goes to have sex with him is pretty gross. I did not remember that, I'll be honest. I didn't remember it at all. And they what did you remember? I remember this them goofing around with the dead body the whole weekend. I didn't remember that she come down, she smokes a cigarette and it's the best sex she's ever had. This is disgusting. They don't explain it, but are we supposed to assume that was rigor mortis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I will tell you what I remember. I remember hanging out on the roof with the tar that's so hot that it's liquid. Mm-hmm. I remember when they're out by the pool and he has the little string, so he moves his arm and Bernie waves. Yeah. And I think that's all I remembered. 
from this movie. I couldn't remember how it like played out, how they figured it out. I did remember there being some kind of twist, but not really. Oh, I think I remembered that they were supposed to be the ones to die, or he thought they were going to die, or he was trying to kill them or something. But that's it. That's all I remember. And I, and I, I don't even remember the whole Gwen subplot. I don't remember any of that of like trying to woo Gwen and, and she's there and yeah <laughs> and they have a date beforehand and she leaves him and then I don't remember any of the Gwen stuff. I, I was so confused. I was like, why why are we spending so much time with this girl? We're going to Bernie's for the weekend. What's going on? And then she shows up there and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I want to give you guys a uh, fact that you didn't want to know. There is an entire Wikipedia article on death erections. I don't want to know that. <laughs> so apparently the logistics uh, check out. Oh, I believe it. But he had to stink though, right? No. At that point, he had been in the sand. He had been all over the party. He got rinsed off in the ocean. The only way this movie works <laughs> is because everybody is blasted wasted. Or high on cocaine. Yeah. That's true. Because she is absolutely intoxicated and they make it very clear so that we know. Also, I mean, up until the point where they're trying to protect themselves from being murdered, they should have left him in his room. Yes. I thought about that the whole time. Like, why are you... I mean, early on, yeah, but when they found out they needed him to be seen, that made sense. But early on, like, what are you doing? Why is he... Why are you parading him around people? Because he gave them the social status, right? Everybody said, hi, Bernie. Right. He was yeah. getting them the attention. If Bernie wasn't there, people wouldn't be as friendly. I, I, this is my theory. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. He's a sociopath. Like it does not, there's no, until they get to the point where they feel like he has to be with them in order to be not murdered. Mm-hmm. everything else that Larry is doing is something that an insane person would do. Like right. he's, he's not right in the mind. This is not like carefree party guy. This is like Who hangs demented. Around... Say it again. He hangs around mobsters and like blatantly at a dinner party. is like, yeah, I want these guys killed. I think she's talking, she's not talking about Bernie. Oh, no, yeah, man. I'm talking about the guy who's like, let's just hang out with him and uh, uh, live it up for a weekend. It doesn't I, make sense. I think I missed something. Um, why did they decide to kill those two guys? So the money. So Bernie was the one stealing the money. Right. No, no, I, I understand that. But how do I put it? The mobster uh, at the beginning is like, screw that. Just kill, just kill Bernie. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say kill those other two guys. They're not going to kill those other two guys. No. Right. So why did that change? Because they're going to kill Bernie. Because Bernie's fucking his girlfriend, and he's getting sloppy. No, 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 no. I'm I'm fast forwarding into the further into the movie. Okay. So they decided the mobsters decided to kill Bernie rather than the two employees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So at some point they decided to kill the two employees as well. No. No. Just Polly went crazy. Yeah. He went crazy, and so they're there when it when he finally shoots Bernie like five times, and he's got to kill the witnesses. Like it's but, not. But I thought they had to carry the body around so, to keep themselves safe. They they, they, they heard the phone, the voicemail from earlier. Yeah, they so they found out. out late. 
Mm-hmm. And they oh, found the oh right, right, okay. They found the note and they found the money. Yeah. Because Bernie wanted to be a murder-suicide. So he had all that set up. Bernie had no idea he was going to die. That's so right. They didn't have the same information. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they would have been fine. Yeah. I didn't like this movie. And then it was very early on where he turned. He was like, "Do I ever watch this whole thing?" And we we were less than halfway through when we pushed pause. Like, yeah, sorry. And then at what point did you want to stop watching this movie? Before they got to Bernie's house. <laughs> That's early. Those guys were very unlikable, and also, I, I feel like they. I mean, for the movie to happen, of course they had to be this way. But wow. when they get up there, first of all, they found fraud. And they were like, oh, boy, let's go straight to the boss with it. And then the boss starts acting very differently immediately after and invites them. Like, they're like, he loves it. Like, they weren't real people. They weren't real people. Yeah. They, like, And then I didn't. I never bought that. That Considering all of what he, they were doing to Gwen, like, they were staring. They were, they were stalking her they through the whole building. They were absolutely harassing her. Walking by with the was a briefcase up doing like all this stuff, lying about his aunt, like all of this that just didn't, like it was cartoonish. And then she said, yes. Oh, so he, that, the hitman is cartoonish. He's the most cartoonish character in the whole thing. But also there's the whole, uh, just tell her you live with your parents because everything after that was l- worse lie upon worse lie. And I don't mean just like when you lie and you have to tell another lie, they were dumber and dumber lies. Yeah. Like, like the stupidity of your lies increased. Um, I was even like, just say he's your roommate. Like when the dad comes out, like, oh yeah, that's my roommate. Your butler? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 them wanting it. It's them posing, right? Of like this life that they want, but yeah, they're not real people. To what reason? For some reason, I thought they'd want to keep the money, and they don't. Yeah. Oh. Well, they have a note right then, and they freak out. Get the money. I think I think they got too distracted to think about that. They were more like, "Oh my God, we're going to be murdered." Yeah. But at the end, do they keep the money? No. No. The police show up. Finally, at the end. Because Larry keeps hanging out at Bernie's house. Remember that, Gwen. <laughs> Gwen invites Richard, is that his name? Yeah. Over, and so Richard's going to hang out with her for the week, and Larry is like, I'll just hang out at Bernie's house. Mm. So maybe he does keep the money. Um, the, the the most annoying part of this film was probably the boat scene, because it just made no sense. It was so frustrating. A dead body in the back of a boat, and you're speeding. I mean, he's so reckless in the speedboat. And in Bernie's literally like flapping in the water and they're like waving like hey way to go bernie like he doesn't no one he looks like a dead body so you said sociopath yeah yeah well and like i did think it was funny where the onlookers was like that's illegal what you're doing is illegal i kind of enjoyed that part but like it wasn't funny like was was it supposed to be fun or funny for someone yes it wasn't irritating taking out other boats and i was like well this is reckless you guys need to be laying low right now. You're and supposed to be laying low. These are the flotation device to swim back to shore. It's it's pretty wild. 
You know, the other thing is, I mean, it's a moving party from house to house. Right. I think they could have moved from house to house without Bernie because the hitman's not going to kill them in front of everybody. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if they know that. Also, it wasn't a party. Like, there weren't, there weren't people over there at that point. So they just grabbed Bernie and said, we're going to leave. But yeah, you're right. No, I'm like, saying they could they have had a good time that weekend is, like, is what I'm saying. Like, without the protection of Bernie, of holding Bernie around, there's another source of protection, which right. is to just be always with a group of people. However, that means they're going to get wasted and then there's probably plenty of opportunity to murder them. So Yeah, and they have to uh, sleep somewhere. I have a question for you both. Hmm. So the scene, the little, the annoying little kid shows up with the toy gun in the house and he's hiding and he's shooting at them. How much does he see and hear while he's in the house? All of it. Yeah, I'd assume all of it. And he just doesn't say anything. He's not. He's like a, a little jerk. I don't know that anyone listened to him anyway. He's watching them vacuum the the, the sand off Bernie, talk about all this stuff, and then he, you know, uses his toy gun to scare them and then runs away. I want to say that they they do a, one other thing that was irritating me from the beginning of the movie is they all of their thoughts come out not just they don't just say it out loud they say it loudly <laughs> like and so yeah they just keep giving evidence just talking about all of these things so that anybody who's not even that close is still in earshot yeah. so yeah this seems like there are a lot of people who would have heard all types of incriminating they're very sloppy for people who are trying to hide the fact that they they didn't actually do anything wrong. They just didn't call the police in time. They didn't kill anyone. They didn't commit a crime. They found a dead body and somehow thought that hiding the dead body was the best course of action. Hiding it? They did nothing but... Well, hide, hide but the hiding. fact that he's dead. That's yeah. the best course of action. Which obviously isn't. But they, they're acting as if they think they accidentally killed him. They are acting that way, although they know that they didn't. No, there's no evidence to say that they did. They just were moving around like criminals the entire time to yeah. win and, and have these parties. It just makes no sense. I don't know why I liked this movie when I was a kid. I don't either. I mean, I did like Beach. Like, I think I liked the sun and the vibe without really Having understanding. <laughs> like, Bernie was an asshole, but like I didn't like seeing his body like when they're pulling him on that thing and his head is just like hitting everything. Yeah. I was like, that's that's not okay. No. You know, let's put something positive out to the universe. Um, who, no, no, really. Whoever the actor is for Bernie, right? Because he's acting like he's limp, but he's also like he's moving around. He's he's moving around, right? It's almost like yeah. you, you brought up pro wrestling. Right, it's like a guy who's being thrown is actually helping the other pro wrestler who's throwing him. Right, right. So for all of the stuff that's happening in this movie, Bern, the the Bernie actor is is facilitating that, and I think that's a really fun idea. Yeah, yeah, it is good. There's times where he was like, he's looking in my eyes, and it's like, yeah, because he's actually alive, looking in your eyes. But um, it was there are points where I'm just like, gosh, he's so lifelike. <laughs> And then be like, oh, yeah, he's an actual human being just pretending to be dead. Yeah, his toupee comes off. It's just a whole comedy of errors for the entire movie of bad that happening to Bernie until, you know, the end. Now, I do think I liked the second one. 
Like I actually enjoyed the second one. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember anything of the second one. I'm sure I've seen it. He dances. He just gets up and starts dancing and they can't stop him from dancing. I think they might actually try to like sink him and he gets up and just dances. Why is he dancing? uh, I think Kenan was right. Some kind of like black magic or voodoo or something. Yeah. That's what Wikipedia says. Yeah. I I think I liked the party aspect of it. um, (laughs) Despite the dead body. But I don't think I really understood that that was wrong. Like, I kind of think that if they find out he's dead, we don't get to stay and hang out. But I didn't, I wasn't bothered by it at all. So I think I might've been too young to really understand that. Mm-hmm. But Kendon, your point is really important in terms of the smell. And like, why it, they are just moving him around. They're not washing their hands ever. It's no, it's pretty gross. Cool. Uh, COVID has made me realize that, like, oh, you're not, they're not washing their hands. Like, all those people at the party, I was like, oh, no one's wearing a mask. All those people are at this party. <laughs> you know, this ask, you got to add this part. They established that this is a very hot time of the of the year and probably yeah. very humid as well. So that thing is has got to be decomposing quickly. Well, he says it at one point. He says, Bernie, you're starting to peel. Yeah. Ugh. So I, I have the plot for Bernie's. We're getting Bernie's, too. It says, after witnessing the murder of the corrupt boss, Bernie Lomax, Larry Wilson and Richard Parker are blamed for Bernie's embezzlement and fired. I don't know how that's even possible. Desperate to find the stolen $2 million and clear their names, the pair learns the fortune was hidden in the Virgin Islands and travels there in pursuit. Meanwhile, Bernie's corpse is partially revived in a voodoo ceremony by gangsters also looking for the money. This is exactly what I read. Um, that's... Yeah, that is ridiculous. That makes There's sense. Such I'm thing... so glad we went to the Virgin Islands before I remembered that's where it took place. That's where they took Bernie. <laughs> there is such thing as uh, I think forensic accounters. Uh, accounters. Yeah. Accounts. Account- yeah, there is. Like they would have figured that out in two days. Yeah, that's why I was like, "There's no way this is even possible." No, but it's another party, and they go down there and they drink and dance. And it really sounds like you're trying to sell us on the qualities of this movie. I, yeah. I, I honestly remember liking the second one. I am sure I won't, but at least that time he's doing his own thing. He's dancing. He's dead guy dancing throughout the movie. It's like he, he, his, like the spell is to have him go towards the money, I think. And so like he gets up when the music starts, he gets up and just starts going. <laughs> this is not selling me on the movie. It, sounds- it just sounds like they stole the concept from Thriller. Yeah. It's better than the first one, is what I'm saying. Is it better than not according to Rotten Tomatoes? Not that they're the uh, end all be all. What's the uh, what's the score on Rotten Tomatoes for? I think Weekend it's ten percent for oh. Weekend of Birdies two and like eighteen for Weekends of Birdies one. Okay, okay. Tim, are you able to confirm? Um, no. Um, yeah, ten percent for two. You're right. That's too bad. Uh, oh, no. This one, uh, Weekend of Birdies 1 has a 54%. Is that considered fresh or does it need to be 60? 60, I think. 54% for this? Ooh, sorry, friends. That means likely one of you who likes this movie. I get why people would like it. I like a lot of bad movies. It's not a crime. Uh, that's fair, actually. Like, this isn't one that I would be embarrassed to love. <laughs> I'd be like, I, screw it. It's funny. I think it doesn't age well. 
I, I think maybe it, it's not that bad in its within its context in the day, but I don't think it aged well. Yeah. All right. Well, did it have influences? Because the answer to that is yes. What do you Wait, think? Do we do favorite things first or influences? We usually do influences first and favorite things, but I've been mixing them up a lot lately. Oh, okay. I have some, I don't know if they're influences, but like, you know, maybe influences. Um, first of all, one that I really, I kind of really liked, so it's kind of one of my favorite parts too, is when um, the, the hitman is just keeps shooting him because he thinks he's alive and he's yeah. more and more frustrated. That is a direct connection for me to the end of Snatch where Bullet Tooth Tony keeps shooting, um, what's the Russian's name? Boris. Boris the Blade. Yeah, you remember? And he keeps shooting him, and he's like, uh, he keeps making noise, and he shoots him a couple more times. He's like, uh, fuck you. He keeps shooting him. Do you remember that scene? I do, yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, think that influenced it, but I do think um, are you it's sure? similar. I feel like that would, that's on my list, the most likely to have been an influence. I'm sure, like, I'm sure that Guy Ritchie could have seen that and mm -hmm. thought it was a nice comedic idea that he just keeps thinking he's alive. I, I don't know. Um, what else you got? What else do I got? Um, there's a scene in The Princess Bride right after uh, they revive um, Wesley where he, uh, they have to carry him around a lot and then he barely moves his head. And like, it reminds me a bit of that. Oh, that's a really good poll. I, Princess Bride is older than this though, right? Probably. That's why so I say these are connections more by... than influences to yeah. me. And the other one, this is a real stretch, but in American Gods, his um, wife comes back from the dead, but not in like the way where she's normal again. She just mm -hmm. continues to decay over time. So it's kind of, it's actually more like somber and sad, but I don't know this. The idea of, of corpses maybe still being alive, but not in a zombie way. Mm -hmm. That's the connection I had there. So that reminds me of um, Practical Magic. Is that the name of it? With Nicole Kidman and Sarah Bullock and their sisters, yeah. and like, yeah, ways to use your magic to bring back the dead, but and then have to cover it up and pretend that like they're not dead. And like this whole like the body keeps coming back thing, like. When, when Bernie is washing up on the shore while Richard and Gwen are making out, I'm like, you, why don't you just let it float away? Like, why do you have to go get it? Like, it's not your responsibility. Well, I guess it's the same reason they couldn't just leave it up in the bed, right? They wanted the cachet or the, you, you said, the, the social credit of him being around mm -hmm. instead of them being squatters, essentially. I guess, yeah. But I mean, nobody's going to call them out over the weekend. That's the thing. If they're there the next week, somebody's going to start saying something. Yeah, but they're just house guests for the weekend. And I guess it's also, I mean, my, part of the problem that I had was like the way they were treating this dead body. So just like letting it disappear in the ocean isn't really the best way to respect it either, I guess. But maybe, I don't know. For some reason, I was like, this seems better to me. Just let them be. Isn't that recording basically evidence of their of their innocence? Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Yes. Not necessarily. I think, what, I think what part of this problem or, or our problem my problem with this movie is it doesn't have any stakes. The stakes are like almost entirely manufactured yes. by the actual characters within and it just seems like 
you guys are putting a lot of energy into something you don't need to be. Yeah, you're making it worse for yourselves for no reason. Yeah. Okay, but Kenan, there's one point where you turned and we were like, I don't think that house guest means what Larry thinks it means. Oh, man, when they first get to the house and he just makes himself super comfortable, he's like, oh, I'm going to drink his champagne now. I'm going to do this. I don't remember. Guest. I'm not going to put on his slippers. Um, no, house you're not guest. even going to go in the house before he lets you in, dude. Oh, ugh. that was the one part that I thought was okay. At least because it was so hot. Not like if, if you came home and you had left the door open like that and they're like sitting on the couch just waiting for you. I feel like that's kind that's of fine. Normal. But drinking oh. your champagne and wearing your slippers, no. I don't even think I don't even think being in the house. I think you could sit by the pool. He didn't even know your names. But remember that they didn't have cell phones or anything like that. Yeah. And it's hot out. It's hot out. I I I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I personally feel like it's okay to step in, put your bags down, and sit down and wait for your nope. Yeah. Because they, they showed up when they were supposed to show up. Uh-uh. I don't think so. You don't go in the house until you're invited. Well, and that's not... what I'm saying. The invite the invitation already exists. Sorry. Until you're like expressly said, okay, it's time to come in now. Mm. I, mean, I, I can see your point. If your host says, come on in, make yourself at home, so, I'm, I'll be back in a little while, sure. But... So, so how long how long do you sit there? Until it's nighttime. It's a six o'clock ferry. It's not going to stay hot that long. So, but you're still outside. You got a pool. Meanwhile, they didn't have to wait that long because the party was going to make it to Bernie's house in not too long and they were going to just go in anyway. Right. Man, apparently the Hamptons, this is, um, you know, the Hamptons being a party spot, that's something that we see in lots of things. Um, this was a particularly potent example of it i thought like just this idea that everybody knows each other and they just hop from house to house to house mm -hmm. but it also made the hamptons seem a lot smaller than i like imagine right. like in royal pains aren't they in the hamptons and i don't feel like everybody knows everybody i don't i think this is his block i don't think that's the entirety of the hamptons oh you're right because they do talk about the dune yeah, I think this is like if our block was on the Hamptons and everybody was just partying. Oh. That level of people. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. All are right, there, favorite things? Are there influences first? Okay. No. Favorite things. What's your favorite thing about this movie? Uh, Bernie. What about him? Just it's the character of Bernie. You know, I was surprised he had more character than I remembered. Like the whole setup and leading in, I'm like, oh yeah, he talks and he's kind of like energetic. I, I didn't remember that about him. Is that what you mean? Or do you mean the dead character? Uh, is it what? Is that what you mean? Or do you mean the dead character? The dead character. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him better when he was dead. But the other character, I mean, he's not around enough. He's not, he's in it barely. How is he a character once he's dead? Well, I, I talked about the acting that he must be doing. I can see what you mean. He's yeah, an it's element. He's, yeah, it's a, he's not a character. He's an element of the of the movie. Yeah. 
Okay, fair enough. I don't disagree. I'm just curious. Kenan, what about you? The ferry ride. Like, Which how one? lit was that ferry ride? That was kind of fun. <laughs> it reminded me, actually, of uh, uh, Shalia's younger sister's wedding. Oh. The reception was on Tiano a... and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. Was out on a... Was out on a... It wasn't a ferry, but it was a big boat. Not in Hawaii. Party yeah. boats are fun. Booze crew. Party boats are fun. I mean, that's the nice thing about the ferries. I mean, when we were there last... Was it the last time we were there? Like, riding the ferry and you totally get wine on your way over. Like, what? Not a party party, but it's fun. We make it a party. Yeah. I think that my favorite thing is the beach and the, like... <laughs> Uh, of course like, it does make me want to be there like it's a hot summer day it's a summer movie it makes me want to physically be there just not hanging out with those two <laughs> or bernie god it was so gross all the people talk i mean okay i want to give the movie credit where credit is due it's clever it's clever the way they have people just talk to bernie they had bernie move around and interact Mm-hmm. to the point where tim can identify dead bernie as his favorite character yeah <laughs> so there's there is i will say even if i didn't like the movie the whoever like the folks who made the movie everyone who it, it was clever right. did we have this before this idea of like inanimate thing that we're pretending to be alive i guarantee you there was a silent movie with this this con i feel like this is is the sort of old concept that's been around for forever. Yeah. I can see how it's fun though. And it's and they were clever about it. Or Looney Tunes probably. Well, even the movie last week, right? That we just did had two dead bodies that they were interacting, three dead bodies that they were interacting with and pretending to be alive still. And like one of them, Mr. Body, when they like at one point they're like, look at this. And then his head just goes Roop, and Kendon yeah. was like, um, yeah, no, the actor totally did that. <laughs> so yeah okay it's not original but i do think that they did some interesting things with it and i did not like the sex happening piece but yeah i think the beach i just think that the the vibe was was nice and made me want to be there all right with all of that are we ready to rate it yeah weekend at bernie's is it a classic or are we past it Classic. We passed it. We're past it, Kendon. What did you just say? I'm, I'm past it, but it's. I think it's a classic. You too. Huh? I said you do. Why? It's got so many references. I can't name the influences, but I'll bet you that the influences are very numerous. Influences probably on a lot of people who made movies, Mm -hmm. made comedies. Like, this movie is full of all the sort of stuff that makes me cringe in a lot of movies. Like, yeah. mishaps and, and like, I, just people are like, just, just, there's a better solution to this, guys. Just knock it off. Like, I think there's a lot of, it influenced a lot of filmmakers, I, I'll say. So, to your point, I usually try to do some research about, like, movies being made, like, finding another podcast that's talking about it or something, and I didn't have a chance to do that for this week, and I wonder if that would have been worth it to to hear some of the positives that others saw in it. But Maybe. That's okay. Friends can listen to one of those podcasts next if they want. 
<laughs> that's not what we're going to do because we're done with Weekend at Bernie's. Two of us are past it. One of us thinks it's a classic, but is also past it. But do you know what classic we have coming up next week? What's that? It's my birthday movie. What is it? We're going to do, okay, for this year's birthday, we are going to do a movie that I absolutely loved watched over and over and over and over and i am so embarrassed i am so embarrassed by it and it does not it's not going to hold up and it's going to be it's going to be bad <laughs> and that's what we're going to do for my birthday movie this year we're going to do 1990 crybaby okay oh <laughs> oh man <laughs> you might as well punch him in the cry a baby cry baby cry a baby cry. oh she made she made me watch that one time and we should cut out my reaction nope that's in there no Happy i don't i don't want to i don't want to influence anybody ahead of time i want to yuck your yum i was a little bit not sure with johnny depp being the the um lead in this whether oh, it was okay to watch yeah but i think that actually goes to part of it like wow this is this this uh this movie is problematic not as problematic as some other movies, though. So, well, or maybe it well, is. I don't know. This movie has a pretty good Rotten Tomato score. So that was just my reaction. Yeah, I don't remember watching it with you. That's good. That oh man, we get to do it again. I remember. Yeah, it is streaming on everything: <laughs> Hulu, YouTube, Sling, no, Stars, not. Amazon. It's not. It's only streaming on Stars, and you can rent it on Amazon. Happy birthday to me next week. When, Kendon, what will we be? We'll be back. <laughs>